Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. So I believe the Lord has a word for all of us to hear. How many of you are excited? I mean, I am very thrilled. Why? Because I'll tell you why. I prepared a sermon, sent it to Peter to do PowerPoint. Everything arranged. So this morning I went to one place to pray for one pastor who is recovering from a challenging situation. Came back around 2.30, 3 o'clock and uh, as I was praying, the Lord said, whatever you prepared, you are not going to share and he gave me one scripture. So that's why I'm very thrilled. So there is nothing notes to take. So I'm, I'm usually used to say, if you're not, if you're taking notes, take notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. There is no notes to take. But I have two scriptures I want to share. So just before that, I don't know. Anybody like puns? I like puns. Okay. Couple of puns that will help you. Okay. The person who invented the door knock won the Nobel Prize. Okay. I couldn't work out how to fasten my seat belt. Then it clicked. Thieves had broken into my house and stolen everything except my soap, shower gel, towels and deodorant. Dirty fellows. I can't believe I got fired from the calendar factory. All I did was took a day off. This is the last one. Thank to the guy who invented zero. Thanks for nothing. Lift up your Bible. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me tonight. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us. You will reveal your heart to us. You will take us deeper. One more step. It will be a sad evening if we just come and go the way we came. But it will be so beautiful if you touch us with your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, the word that God gave us tonight, uh, I want to share it with you, is who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. And the two scriptures God gave, one we actually memorized it, First Peter 2.9, but I want to go back to Isaiah 61. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Isaiah 61. And by the way, Isaiah is one of those major prophets who had a tremendous uh, revelation about Jesus. And he lived almost 700 years before Jesus and he spoke literally as if Jesus was right there. He was at the feet of Jesus. That's how Isaiah encountered. And here is one of those beautiful verses. The whole chapter is only 11 11 verses. We don't have time to read all this. But we're going to read Isaiah 61 verse 6. It goes like this. You shall be named the priest of the Lord. See, Isaiah lived in an Old Testament covenant time. Isaiah lived in the time where Jesus was still a type and shadow. He was not a reality. It was still 
an expectation of something better to come so isaiah lived with an eager expectation and he said a profound statement by starting the says the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me and we talked about it couple of weeks ago holy spirit in me and holy spirit upon me holy spirit in me is for my benefit holy spirit comes upon me is to benefit others in fact holy spirit in me brought me to jesus holy spirit upon me enables me to live like jesus so we talked about it and then here he goes on to explain the description of what the spirit that comes upon you enables you to do but then he goes off with a future expectation and that's what it says here in 6 but you shall be named the priest of the lord some translation is called you will be called the priest of the lord he could not be the priest he was a prophet there are two things you need to remember if you're taking notes you can write it down prophet represents people towards god a prophet represents people towards god yeah, on the other hand priest represents god to the people a prophet and he brings a message from god to the people that's prophet's job a priest job is to bring the sacrifice to god both are big roles different roles but god never called us you will be a prophet of the lord what did he say you will be called the priest to the lord god's number one goal if you are taking notes write it down god's number one goal for you and me is to occupy us is to fill us with his presence he never want us to be used as a chess piece to move and do his work and bring his kingdom that's why god never uses us he uses through us building his kingdom and it's a big difference we live in a world last night we were talking with manath and arnab and they mentioned something very beautiful they said the question is in cmc is hi how are you what do you do it it's always like this hi how are you what do you do what do you do defines who you are and this is a challenge for all of us yes or no what i do defines who i am is that a legitimate a bible answer for that it's not true what i do is nothing to do with who i am but it's so intertwined you know people ask me all the time when we meet among the pastor circle how big is your church is it paid off or you renting do you have air condition how many services you have you see because they wanted to define my identity based on what i do and my dear brothers and sisters you could fall into the trap this is like a navel gazing it never arrives to a place of fulfillment why the moment you arrive to the top there is always something else to climb and it's a very dangerous uh, road to t- take and that's why people you know i think it was gk chesterton who said that i climbed to the top and i reached to the top and i later found out i'm alone there and it's still vain 
I arrived there. And it's, it's the reality of we arrive, you know, it's like a rat race trying to win something, do something, to prove something. But then at the end of the day, who are we proving for? Are we proving it to prove to ourselves, to our family, to our friends? So, what's number one goal of God? Is to occupy you. Okay? What is your goal towards God? Is to minister unto Him. And when we say minister, we always think, oh, so I have to be a pastor or evangelist or apostle or a teacher or a, you know, uh, some kind of a prophet. That's not true. Ministry to the Lord means your whole being being a worship to the Lord. That's why in Romans 12, it says 1 and 2, if you read, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed in the renewing of your mind so that your life will be a living sacrifice to the Lord. See, in the AD 160 or 165, there was a Greek dichotomy. There was a separation. And the Greek dichotomy said, holy, unholy, sacred, secular. Monday to Friday, secular. Saturday, for you. Sunday, sacred. That's why we ask ourselves, I'm in a secular job. Do you know you are not in a secular job? Well, I work in a Christian university. No, that's not what I mean. Your job is a sacred job. Oh, I save lives. I'm a doctor. No, I'm not talking about that. Whatever you do, it's what God is asking you to be a minister unto Him. First, to be a minister unto Him, out of that comes minister unto people. Amen. Now, the first part here, what we read is a future expectation. Because in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit came, finished His job, accomplished His work, and He would leave. For example, Samson. He was with his girlfriend, sleeping around, missing. But then God took that guy, poured his anointing, you know, helped him to overcome the Philistines, moved on. But that was the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it's not like that. Holy Spirit dwells in holy bodies. That means it changed the whole perspective. Holy Spirit did not visit us. He came to remind in us. That's why John 1.32 says, I saw spirit comes upon Jesus in a form of a dove and it remained on him. That same Jesus, Holy Spirit, is reminding in you. So what is your number one job? Is to host him well. To present, to minister unto him. Now, fast forward it. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Now, this is where we will dwell maybe next 10 to 15 minutes. a very short word. I wanted to share because this will set us for the coming weeks where we are going, you know, God willing. So, First Peter is right after Genesis, uh, before Revelation. You found it? So, First Peter 2.9. What it says like, you are a royal, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Now, Peter by profession is a fisherman. Right? He's a fisherman. And this profession, what he went through, was a profession that he actually thought it's a very secular job. He's just doing it for his own life. But then, one day God said to him, 
I'm no more going to call you fishers of fishing. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. So this guy, a fisherman, went through a very a gruesome journey with the Lord. And Peter has to go through this whole process of like Jesus asking, Do you really love me? John 21. You'll see. Yes, Lord, you know. Feed my sheep. Do you really love me? Yes, Lord, you know. The third time Jesus asked, Do you really love me? God, you know what I'm going through. I really love you. Then Jesus, you know, has taken him a very challenging path where he even denied Jesus. And God said, upon you I will build my church. And this is the guy who writes a beautiful statement. And he says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And I want to ask you, now in the Old Testament, you will be a royal priesthood. In the New Testament, what are you? You are a royal priesthood. Can you, can you see the difference? In the Old Testament, you go to the temple, you bring the sacrifice. In the New Testament, you are the temple and your life is a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, you ask someone to stand in the gap. In the New Testament, that gap has been bridged by Jesus. That's why Hebrews 4.12 says, turn with me to Hebrews. Hebrews 4.12 says, let us enter boldly to the throne of grace. Can you see that? Let us, Hebrews 4.12, sorry, 4.16, I'm sorry. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to leave you with this thought. What it means to be the priest to the Lord. Can you imagine that? How can I be a priest to the Lord? Is it something that I have to just, you know, change my clothes? and come back to full-time missions or grow some beard and go to some unreached people group and, and, and live there as a missionary. What is a priest to the Lord? And I have a very simple way to share that and it's the word first. F-I-R-S-T. Okay? First. I want to share that with you. A priest to the Lord means you give first importance to the Lord in every area of your life. That's what it means. Everything, if in everything, Jesus becomes your first. If you are a priest to the Lord, Jesus is first in your finances. It's a big topic, right? We can talk about finances for the whole week. Because right now the world says, get all you can, can all you get, sit on your can. That's what the world teaches, right? What the kingdom says, you want to receive, give. You want to live, die. You want to conquer, surrender. It's a ulta kingdom. You want to go high, go low. The world says, you can measure success by how strong you are. You know how the kingdom measures success? by how low you can go. Are we, are we learning something? How can we grow? How kingdom measures success? 
how low you can go philippians 2 says therefore god jesus left his god head willing to took a form of man took the even the lowest form of the man what is that slave willing to die the most crucial death what is that the death on the cross died what is the greatness you measured by how low you can go so first in the area of finances do you honor god do you give him you know if you have your wallet my wallet is in the car if you have your wallet put your hand on your wallet or a purse you say this doesn't belong to me it belongs to jesus come on come on prophetically do that this doesn't belong to me it belongs to jesus he gives me the strength to make money in fact he is the one who may help me to make the money the money that you make every month you get credited in your account it's not because you worked hard it's because he is the one that helped you so when you give god back it's not like you are doing a favor to him you are ministering unto the lord you are saying god everything i have is yours i'm honoring you you are first in the area of finances number 2 we going to run quick look here number 2 i stands for intimacy interest who is first in your interest today i mean my wife comes from a country where soccer is the god of the nation and if barcelona and real madrid are playing the pastor says her uncle says church on that sunday morning is empty why barca and anybody what i'm talking you know what i'm talking about barca and real madrid i am a madrid fan but the lord says love your enemies so i married a barca fan you know anyway so and uh, <clears throat> anyway but that's a, another side story by itself it's it's ridiculous what's your interest today bible reading meditation giving to the lord serving everything is a secondary what is your interest pubg pick takes over <laughs> you know i wrote down one joke here uh, one girl one wife got so mad Uh, at his her husband and she asked i always see you wasting your time on cricket matches at home better you should go and play some blue whale game <laughs> anybody knows that <laughs> husband says honey i was playing the game since childhood marrying you was the last task assigned to me <laughs> anyway <laughs> i thought i will bring some humor into that <laughs> so so that's the reality we are so interested in things you know we know songs that's so many songs we can click inside but reading the bible we don't have time who's your first interest is jesus your first interest if you are then you are ministering unto the lord number 3 f finances interest are relationships is jesus honored in your relationships there is a old english saying says show me your friend i'll tell you who you are i lived a dubious lifestyle a sunday lifestyle sunday friends and then i had my another friends 25 years later we had a high school reunion and i went there 
First time I didn't take my wife. Second time I took my wife. And all my friends said this one word again and again. It was like a broken record. I can't believe you became a pastor. The one thing that I would never accept in my life, you became a pastor. Anything else I would have accepted. You say now you are a pastor. I cannot believe. You know why? Because they know they were all my friends outside church. And they were my friends. I can tell all the stories, you know, of how I hang out with them, did all the stuff with them. And they're still there, still there. You know, I used to have a very dirty mouth, foul jokes I will make. I like, I'm a humorous guy, but I was using those gifts in a very wrong way. So, after 25 years later, and they are like, Macha, do you remember that joke you told me? I, I do still remember. Can you say it again? I'm like, oh Lord Jesus. I, I do remember those jokes. Because just because you became saved, it doesn't mean your past is forgotten. You do remember. The only thing you don't remember is the shame and condemnation. Because the blood of Jesus is cleansed. Does it make sense what I'm talking about? So, and says, they all sat together, opened a beer bottle. They were sitting there. Macha, tell me the joke. I'm like, no, I'm not going to tell. And then one guy is like, this guy became a pastor. That's the hardest thing for me to digest. Sometimes your relationships, you need to chuck them out. Sometimes you have to ditch some relationships. Sometimes you have to block some people off from your Facebook, from your Instagram, TikTok, WhatsApp, Snapchat, whatever. You need to block. Why? Because I am going to be a minister unto the Lord. I got to get out of my friends' WhatsApp chats because it became so ugly. And I said to them, I can't do this again. Guys, I am a changed person. I give my importance to the relationship that I consider is most sacred and his name is Jesus. And again, guys, don't misunderstand me. I'm not judging you, pointing fingers at you. I was right there. One thing that made me change is my relationship with Jesus. I can tell you how to do that, but it's up to you. So I got to leave. Why? Because you can't have, you can't live like hell on Saturday. Expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. It's impossible. Amen? So, minister unto the Lord. First in finances. First in your interest. First in your relationship. F-I-R. Yes. First in your schedule. Amen? Sometimes we give the last part. Came back from a 16-hour shift. About to hit the bed. Read Psalms 133. What is Psalm 133? Huh? Only three verse. Hello? Last, I know the pain. You know, Arnab was telling, to come here 9.30 service, he has to get up at 5. Go to the ward, do the supervision, write down the report, come back. You know, and I know some of them, right now you worked, walked 10 Ks on your, your phone, you might see how many steps you have taken, all those and you are now here. I'm not, you know, hammering you for not reading Bible. Don't hear me wrongly, please. But what I'm encouraging you is Jesus first in your schedule. 
There are many ways you can keep Jesus first in your schedule. Waking up with a thought of praise. Not like, oh, another day, another bond, brother. No, waking up with a thought of praise. Lord, I thank you. It's a new day. I praise you. You know, you're brushing your teeth with a worship song. Great is his faithfulness. You're 20 minutes commuting. You can listen to an audio Bible instead of checking who liked your status on the previous night photo. A little bit of schedule change. You know what I'm talking about? Is giving him. At the end of the day, he's not looking at how many chapters you read. He's looking at the heart issue of where you placed your schedule priorities to him. Amen. Remember, you and me are ministering unto the Lord. Out of that flows everything. Amen. If you change that order, our life is a disorder. First in finances, first in interest, first in relationship, first in schedule. And last but not the least, a minister unto the Lord. First in the times of trouble. When trouble hits, are you calling your BFF friend, best friend forever? Most of them are gossipers. They will put the phone and they will tell, Did you hear from Armita? She is going through this. Did you hear from Vivek? She is going through this. They call it prayer request in a Christian circle. (laughs) Hello. So, first in the times of trouble, I think in Isaiah, I think Jeremiah 33.3, that's the dial tone number of 911 in a Bible. Call unto me. I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. My dear brothers and sisters, where are you running to? David always ran to God in the times of trouble. Do we run to God? Do we talk about God to people? Or do we talk to God about people? That tells who's your first. Do we run to God in times of trouble? I believe my prayer for you and for me that we will be ministers unto the Lord. Imagine you do these five things. Okay? It's no magic. But imagine this with me. I'm wrapping it up. Okay? Imagine this with me. You're ministering. You're honoring God in your finances. Not just paying your 10%. That's just your basic thing. That's for brushing your teeth. Nobody's going to give you, you know, accolades for that, you know. It's just brushing your teeth. But you're just honoring Him, being generous, saying, Lord, I'm worshipping you with the area of finances. Honoring you. And then, in intimacy, in interest, in relationships, in the times of schedule, in the times of my troubles, I'm running to God. You know what are you doing? God says, your life is a sweet aroma to me. David says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my God. What is that? Not just hear. Hear the words of my mouth and the meditation of our heart. Hear it's pleasing, right? Yes or no? We sang a beautiful song, reading scripture. You are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, taken from darkness to light. That's all beautiful. But it moves on to a place where no one is watching. You're alone. You're with your phone. Temptation is there. Your friends there. They love to gossip. They love to talk dirty about a girl's staff in the dormitory. They love to show stuff. What are you doing? Priest unto the Lord. The Lord says, you're bringing a sweet aroma to me.
Amen.